podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Combine Podcast. I'm Mick Moran and joined as usual by Jay Pearson. How are you doing Jay lad? Buzzing. Buzzing. But it's not about Jay and that sexual trophy behind him. It's about, it's about uh, Wednesday night and obviously Chelsea and the impending Hendo Shuffle, but we're joined, delighted to be joined by LFC Day Trippers, Sean. Welcome, Sean, lad. How are you doing? Cheers, lads. Much, thanks very much for having me on. No problem. Pleasure, the pleasure is all ours, Sean. <laughs> of course it is. But Not yeah, a bad week for it anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Not a bad week at all. What Obviously, a debut. I, was, I know, yeah. Not a bad debut to have at all. I was going to jump straight into the Arsenal stuff, but obviously, let's try, try and keep it cheery. Uh, 64% possession, 24 shots. They scored two goals from the most unlikely of sources. We just couldn't fucking... We could have played for, th- we could have played for three days and we wouldn't have scored, would we? So, it was just one of them. You get on with it. Fair play to them. That gave them the, the confidence to then go and beat Man City in the FA Cup. So, that's the way I'm looking at it. Positivity. Fuck it, the the um, stop city winning another trophy. So fuck it, we'll go with that. <laughs> but yeah, Wednesday night, quarter past quarter past eight, the big one, uh, Chelsea at Anfield. Uh, the impending Hendo shuffle is coming. How how are we feeling about obviously going into that game, mate? It's, it's the game we've been waiting for our lives, really, isn't it? It's it's the moment we've all been waiting for, and you know I've I've said this many times now, but. You you rewind the clock back ten years and it's October twenty ten and we're you know three days away from going into administration. At that point, if you'd have said to us then, okay, we can guarantee you're gonna win the league in ten years' time, but you're gonna walk the league, there's gonna be a pandemic in between, and then you're still not gonna be able to be in the stadium when you do it. You're not gonna do it on a Sunday afternoon so you can get pissed all day, it's gonna be on a Wednesday night, so it's dead awkward. Would you have taken it? We'd have all fucking said yes. So Mate, I'm just so excited. Sean, what about you, mate? How are you feeling? Yeah, like, uh, for me, you now this will be my first time seeing Liverpool crowned as champions. Uh, I might not look my age, but uh, I'm waiting on my life for this. Uh, I've taken stick from all, all angles, uh, waiting for this day. And look, like you said, 10 years ago, we were on the brink of administration after two shithouse owners nearly run us right into the ground. And a decade later, we're on the crest of a wave of arguably the best Liverpool side anyone has ever seen. Um, obviously, when we got the job done and against Man City, it was a huge relief because we were running away with the league. It looked like it was going to be the earliest league title win ever. And we were making arrangements to, to head over to Liverpool and be there for parades. And obviously, the, fucking, the whole world stopped and we didn't know for... Six to eight weeks, whether we were even going to see the Reds again for the rest of the year, or when was the next time we'd see us playing football, whether we were going to be crowned champions. There was null and void. There was sleepless nights. But we're back, and on Wednesday, we get to see Hendo doing a shuffle with the, the Holy Grail. And I heard someone say that league titles used to be Liverpool's bread and butter, and then it became a Holy Grail. So on, on <laughs> Wednesday night, we... we it doesn't. I don't even care about the game. I don't care how play who plays. They can put Aktaberg in goal if they want. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, it's just all about the the coronation and these lads having that well deserved moment moment on the cup. And I for one cannot wait for it. Yeah, so, that's the thing, isn't it, Mick? Mick, I was. You've seen the podium being built, haven't you, mate? And you just think 
it's completely different, isn't it? It's not a Sunday afternoon in the middle of the the, the pitch with the you know shitty little hoardings. It's it's a big fuck off stage. It's 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 amazing. I mean, it, it could be the new thing of what the Premier League look at, and they might go, that actually works really really well. We're going to do that from now on. But Mick, how are you feeling about it being lifted on the cop? I mean, that's that again. It's extra special, isn't it? It's it's as good as it can be in the circumstances. Obviously, that we touched on there. No fans in the stadium. You touched on there, Jay. We we obviously wanted to be a, a Saturday afternoon, and we, we lift the trophy at Anfield, full of full of all, full of all the fans. But the fact that we can do it on the cop, and the fact that they've took these extra steps to make it on the cop with a podium, like you said, it could it could be the the, the new normal. And obviously, getting King Kenny involved and stuff like that, and to to see Hendo lift that trophy is just going to be. It doesn't matter any any. People in the stadium on night. It's going to be it's going to be a very special moment. And like Sean's touched on there, bit of perspectives needed. T- Ten years ago, we were, we were going down the shitter, to be honest. And it, it's it's terrific to see that the work that Klopp's done. And I, I've seen a video just before that's gone been going on the timeline on Twitter recently. Klopp saying I think it was one. I think it was his first interview saying if we haven't won a, at a if I haven't won a title in the first four years, I might I might just go off to Switzerland or something. And he's and he's gone and done it. And I think at the time he was probably ridiculed a little bit for that comment because at that stage with the players we had, we weren't really that close. And the job that he's done to take us from from that team to this team is it, it's unbelievable. To be honest, the, the job that he's done. And I just I was talking to someone at work today about when that that man finally leaves and probably looks like twenty twenty four. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a sad day, isn't it? Because of the, I think at this moment in time he's the best manager in the world and he's. I don't think he's replaceable. Yeah, no, well, I, you know, I think, like you, you, you look across the world football, like it's like Jurgen Klopp was born to manage Liverpool uh, from the days come in. It feels like every word comes out of his mouth. It's just perfect, you know. Uh, you, you know, you know, trying to get them in, and his wife talked to me out because he says I don't want to manage a Disneyland club. And like you said, <laughs> when he came in, we were on his ass. I seen the graphic the other day of the four starting lineup against against yeah. sports and it's just a massive massive eye opener as to how far we've come in the space of three or four seasons and Wednesday night is the it's sort of the end of a journey in a, in a way for for this squad although it's really only the beginning of this squad's cycle of trophies like for the last two years they've went hell for leather to bring this home and this is this is all in the image of Jurgen Klopp and where we'd be without him, I don't know. And like you said, twenty twenty four, I don't even want to think about him. And I just, you know what I mean? It's just living the living the moment. Uh, no fans there, obviously on Wednesday, but this is as good as it gets. Like people are too busy on Liverpool on Twitter picking holes in the squad or having favourite players. Just enjoy it, because the chances are it might never get this good again. Obviously, yeah. we will be successful with a huge club, but this is probably gonna be as good as it gets for us. You know what I mean? So just enjoy every single second. Yeah, I think it's it's annoying that this whole uh, thing by the media has been drawn about, obviously, being Centurions and beating Man City's 100 points total record, which is something we all wanted. But it's only something we wanted because we won it with fucking seven games to go. We had, we had, we had, to, we had to G ourselves up for something, in a way, yeah. because we, we won it so, so early. And the job that these lads have done the last couple of years winning the Champions League after, after, after losing it the year before, and then coming 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 from one point behind last year to to blowing the nearest competition away. Obviously, that we've touched on that before with the whole city and the ban that got lifted and whatever. And if 
if it comes out that in, in, in future weeks that that ban should have been upheld, more credit to the job that Jurgen Klopp's done. That we've done it above board legally, and we blew probably one of the, well one of the best teams you'll ever see in Man City away with easily, which is another another testament to the job Jurgen Klopp's done, isn't it, Jay? Yeah, definitely, mate. I like I said, it's just I'm just so buzzing for that. These boys are going to get the chance to lift this trophy because they, like Sean said, they're such a good collective and they absolutely deserve everything, every accolade. You know, at the end of the day, if they if they've got a, you know, they, we are going to be doing it in an empty stadium. But listen, it'll be even more special once we're all back in that stadium anyway, and then the parade and the trophy again because it will happen. I'll be, yeah, it'll be under a, under a new moniker under Nike, and it'll have loads of different differentiations behind it, but. Mate, it's it's going to be so special tomorrow night, regardless of the result. But we do need to put into result. And just going back to a bit of serious now, is we do need a result because at the end of the day, we still want to beat Chelsea. We want to make sure it's we keep the Anfield record going. We don't want to lose tomorrow. It was it was it's shit that Burnley have taken uh, some points away from Anfield. Could have had that perfect record, but it wasn't to be. But we've really got to be on the mark against Chelsea because they are flying at the minute. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a difficult game. And like you said, if if we do win, obviously with the cherry on the cake, and then tails are up, and then Hendo comes on and lifts lifts that trophy. I think that'll just cap off what these lads deserve on on, on a perfect night. What do you reckon, Sean? Yeah, a hundred percent. Obviously, like the 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 level has dropped. I'd say five ten percent since we got over the line, but it's completely understandable. I think there was some sort of adrenaline dump along the way with the lads, like. Like I said, it's two seasons in the making. This like to get ninety-seven points last year and not quite get there, and to go again and put together another high ninety-point season, all whether going permitting the next two games. And um, yeah, it, it would be nice to see a performance on Wednesday because um, after the restart, the game against Everton, we all felt a little bit meh, and then we battered we battered Palace, and then it was kind of like a reminder of just how good this team is, and obviously. That was the, the last game we played before we were crowned champions. It'd be nice to go out on a high at Anfield on, on Wednesday night and put in a performance, a champions performance, a crowning performance. And like you said, just tails up going up onto the onto the gantry to to lift the lift the trophy. Yeah, I think we're gonna need, like like you just said, they're showing a level of the Crystal Palace game, because I think that was the the moment where Everyone was like, "Wow, this, this Liverpool team." That was probably that was probably our best performed home performance this season as well. We were, we yeah. were that good. Mm. And I think we need a similar similar proportion that against Chelsea because they're they're no mugs. Obviously, we, we beat uh, United the weekends, and obviously they're linked with everyone. I've seen something about Kai Havertz today. They've got Santi Mulverna. They've got Pulisic. They've got some really terrific players. So. And under Frank Lampard, they look really good. So it, we can't take them for granted. I just want that. Obviously, we've touched on it's not the most important game. Obviously, the most important thing is Henderson lifting that trophy at the end of the, end of the game. But in terms of team news, it, it, we seem to say it every week. It's, it's usually just the, the midfield three. We don't know who's going to start. And obviously, with Curtis Jones getting number 17 today, he's going to be number 17, obviously, for the next season. I think it'd be nice to see maybe him come in and uh, start in that midfield today. Um, I don't know if about starting. Um, I think... There's other players that are probably more suited to playing against Chelsea, like the one and only Naby Keita. I think this game suits him massively, depending on whether Chelsea play three at the back again, because um, the midfield will be flooded. But if it, he's capable of, of unlocking those defences anyway. So for me, it would be uh, Genie, Fab and, and Naby Keita. But 
it wouldn't surprise me if there if there is a surprise in there if that makes sense. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a Minamino in there. It wouldn't surprise me if Ox starts again, or like I said, Curtis Jones. But for me, I, I would rather see Naby Keita starting in that midfield just because of the level that we know he's capable of. He needs game after game after game to keep that going. We can't just have him. Okay, he was he played well the other week. Then he didn't play again, and it was like, oh, we need Naby Keita, and you put Naby Keita in again. Or if you don't put him in again, and then you don't see him till next season. It raises so many questions, and it's not fair on the player, nor is it fair on Klopp. But, Sean, I don't think there's a, a, there is another alternative, given the way it's been. I mean, obviously, there could be James Milner, but are you on the navigator side of that midfield? Yeah, or? 100%. Uh, I, I'd be, I've been critical of Kate in the past, but I think it's just real frustration, to be honest. Uh, he's just struggled with injuries. And, look, I think the issue... With Keita has just been availability. I don't think anyone can doubt his quality because we've seen it. Even in his fourth season, we've seen flashes of just how good he can be. And since the restart, there's actually been very positive signs. I think when he's played, he's been one of our better performers. Um, I thought he would have started at Arsenal, but yeah, uh, Jamie Fab and Keita would be nice to see. It's a nice mix uh, in that midfield. Uh, Fabinho has been excellent since coming back from restart. Mm. Probably our best player, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and he's one who usually struggles after a break. So it's been good to see him. Where Hendo being out, like you said, I don't Ox hasn't has failed to impress really in the last couple of performances. But look, it's it's hard to be too harsh on any of these lads. Like they've gone over the line. The level has dropped a little bit. But I would, I'd love to see Kate on on Wednesday. I think it's the perfect game for him. Yeah. And and obviously touching on that midfield, I just wanted to get your thoughts on. Obviously, Genie went Alden, and obviously his contract coming to an end. Um, he, he put a, tw- a post on Twitter. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And to me, it read like a, a goodbye post. I was like a sign off within the league, best way to bow out type thing. I just wanted to see if if you thought. Obviously, he's, I think he's twenty nine now, so he he's, he's he's in his prime of his career. Obviously, he has he's not the most spectacular player. Like we all know that, but he, he he's more of a functional player, and he does that that was that left side of midfield position so, so well and has done for the past four years he's been at the field. I'd be sad to see him go but if it's obviously if it's Klopp's decision that it's beneficial to the club that he leaves and we, we bring someone else in do you think that's would be a, would be a good move for the club? Uh, I, I, I'll be gutted if he goes mate I really will um, he's, he's probably one of the most perfect box to box midfielders you're ever going to get people need to stop comparing him to the Gini Van Alden that plays in an orange shirt for Netherlands Need to just leave that alone because it's a different format, it's a different formation, it really doesn't matter. But it, when you think about Gino and Alden, he has been here in the foundations of this side that we have now. And the same as Adam Lallana. When Adam Lallana goes and picks up that medal tomorrow, he deserves that just as much as anybody else, regardless of, oh, he's only played a handful of games. It doesn't matter. 15-16 Lallana built that foundation and Gino and Alden joined that in that midfield as well. And he's been one of those players that have built us up to where we are now. And Gino Wijnaldum will still fit into this side, regardless of whoever we bring in. You know, I know you're going to ask the question in a minute, Mick, if we bring in Thiago. There's still a place for Wijnaldum in the squad, but also Wijnaldum could get in the side anywhere around Europe. So if he does decide to go and he goes, right, Champions League, Premier League, Club World Cup, Super Cup, what else have I got left? I might as well go try something else. I'd shake his hand and go, nice one, mate, appreciate it. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, um, there's a lot of noise around Genie leaving and... uh... I'd be disappointed if he was to go because I think he's one of the interchangeable cogs in the team, but he's also one of the most important. And if you're looking for a box-to-box ball carrying midfielder, 
you're not going to get many better in Europe. I reckon there's probably a handful that are better, if even. Um, obviously, it's frustration, frustrating because this seems to have been going on a long time. And it, it's similar, it does irk me the similar way the Emre Chan one day, there was just, it wasn't going away, sort of. It, it, we just couldn't seem to get it done. And I'm thinking, like, well, winning everything, he's playing most weeks. Why doesn't he want to sign the contract? Now, I'd rather if he was sold this summer than we kept him for the other year and he went for free because um, he, he's a player of good value. And if there's a chance to bring in someone like Thiago for that money, well, then we should do it. But I don't think it should be at the detriment of Genie Wijnaldum. I don't think you have to pick one over the other. Like Jay said, I do believe that there's room for both of these players in the squad. There's always room for quality players in your squad, no matter how many bodies you have in midfield. Um, I'm hoping Genie stays. I'm hoping he signs an extension. I hope he get it worked out because he is one of the sort of commanders in this team. He is one of the leaders in midfield without having the armband. There's many throughout the pitch. And um, if we were to lose Genie, I think it'd be a big blow uh, going into next season, regardless of who you bring in to replace him. Because like I said, he is genuinely one of the top ball carrying midfielders in Europe. And I'd reckon any side around Europe would be happy to have Genie Wijnaldum. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, mate, honestly. Um, but yeah, in, t- in terms of that, if if Genie was to leave, obviously you touched on there, Sean, we have been linked heavily with, with Thiago. Um, and obviously, there's been a lot of noise saying if, if we sign someone, someone needs to leave. But not nothing to say that, that someone that leave wouldn't be like a, a Marco Griech, who's hardly been in the squad with my field to get upwards of 20 million for him. Um, obviously, in, in this summer, obviously, we were a lot less than we would. Obviously, if COVID nineteen wouldn't have came came around. Um, would you Would you think that would be something that would be, be more beneficial to the squad? A lot the likes of Grouch finally leaving, and obviously, fresh start for him, and maybe the likes of Harry Wilson, someone like that, also leaving. That frees up a bit of the budget. Having Wayne Alden in the squad, like Sean said, is beneficial, and then having someone like Thiago who can unlock defenses, it makes us a more creative outlet doesn't it it does make sense to, to keep Genie around and, and also bring Thiago in whilst getting the yeah 100% uh, see that there is there's plenty of movable parts at Liverpool at the moment like Shaqiri who has done well when called on he's one who can be moved on Grujic look he's a good player but is he ever going to be at the level, the level that we need at Liverpool we don't know maybe not and if we can move him on this year well then we should do it because there was plenty of suitors for him Um I also think that hasn't been spoke about enough. Although it's another player that hate to see go, I think there is a chance that James Milner might actually go back to Leeds and and see out his last year playing for Leeds in the Premier League. And if it, if that was his wish, you couldn't deny him it because Milner came in on a free, owes the club absolutely nothing. He's done absolutely everything that clubs and the clubs ask for him. Champions League, Premier League, like like Jay said, in terms of Wijnaldum, he's won it all. So why not? You can go home and have a swan song at Leeds at Yorkshire in Yorkshire, where he's from. That's perfectly viable. I don't. I wouldn't. And look, if you tell me now, look, we're not going to sign Thiago, but Genie's going to sign a new contract. I'd probably take your hand off because it's the board in the hand is worth two in the bush, is what they say, isn't it? And I'd much rather have Genie around because we know what he do, he can do for this team. We know how important he is. And even as Jay said. Genius deployable in other areas. Like you see him for Netherlands, we don't have to compare him to that player, but we can use him in different ways, you know what I mean? So maybe he has even more to offer than he already has. Yeah, and that's the thing that frustrates me about, especially when we're linked with players, because 
all of a sudden, Tiago is the name that's getting batted around the, the Twitter universe. And then all of a sudden, people are changing their profile pictures to Tiago. I just, it just, it winds me up because like six months ago, you didn't know who Tiago was. You wasn't bugging Klopp to sign Tiago in January. So you just don't know who he is. Bring back the Marco Royce days when we used to clam for Marco Royce two years in advance. So that's fine. I don't mind about that because you know about him, but don't fucking ask for Tiago when you've never heard of him. And just because you've gone, oh, we'll link with him. I'll just play FIFA. Yeah, he's really good. Sign him. No problem. I mean, you can't say that that player is going to have a bigger impact than what Gina Wijnaldum has. You just, you can't. And don't get me wrong, like Sean said, if he comes, happy days. If he brings Coutinho with him, fine. Not not going to argue because there's always room for, for quality players as well, like Sean said. But yeah, mate, it just needs to calm down a little bit, especially wait till the fucking season's finished. Yeah, exactly. wait till the windows open. You know, people trying to. Be... The, we haven't even lifted the fucking toilet. We don't know when yeah. the ball's going to be kicked next year. On uh, in September, maybe the league starts. Just soak all this in, like this. This is title winning week. You know what I mean? This is the week where we lift that, and people are like you said. That creating these creating these narratives on Twitter that don't really exist. We know fuck all about Thiago coming in. Nobody does. The club don't. All we know is what we have now. And I'd much rather have Genie Boy and Alden around next year if at the expense of any other midfielder we can bring in at the moment. Yeah. It's just that constant Twitter thing, isn't it? I understand people want us to, to, to progress and develop. And I think people sometimes see it as we need fresh blood to do that. But it's not always the case. Like Sean said, we, if we can keep all the wine album and we don't sign anyone else for the midfield, fine. We've got Curtis Jones. He was, he, he was happy to sit on the bench. He's, we, he's, pro- he's not proven, but he, he's, he's a confident lad. He can pick up the ball and he can drive with the ball. He's a ball carrier midfielder, which obviously like Oxen, we've got Ox catered. There's, there's, we've got so many options in there that for me, it's... We do need to strengthen them in the next couple of years, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a right now. We need to do it. It's not, it's not like it's not that imperative that we, we sign a midfielder. Just before you move on on it, like the thing that drives me nuts is <laughs> these potential 11s for next year, and people are saying, oh, it's a midfield with Fabinho, Keita, and and Thiago. I'm like, are you fucking joking me? Like Jordan Henderson for <laughs> 20 games this season has been our best player. One of yeah. the most outstanding players in the Premier League. He's the club captain. He's led us to the promised land. And these lads want to have him out because he's not 87, 88 rated on FIFA. Like <laughs> they said, like, it's mad. These, these people are nuts. They'll never be happy. Uh, they love shiny new things. Well, I'll tell you what, shiny. A fucking Premier League trophy. And this team has brought it to us. So just enjoy it. Don't yeah. be worrying about transfers or shit like that. Exactly. That's the trailer for the fucking podcast, right? What he's just said then. That's yeah. it, done. Just fucking send that out and do that for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, so, so to finish on anyway, actually, we'll, we'll go score predictions first and I'll give a little question for you up to, to end it. Score predictions uh, first. Right, well, every time I've said a clean sheet, we haven't fucking kept one. So I'll just go 2-1 Liverpool. I had the same 2-1 because I think I said 3-0 against Arsenal. So fucking hell. Go, yeah, go for 2-1. What, what are you going for, Sean? I'm going to go loads of goals, 3-2. I think it's going to be yes. mad. They're, they're going to help our Champions League and we're fucking brilliant. So, let's have it. Go ahead, sound. Yeah, and obviously, like I touched on before, Curtis Jones, just to finish on, he's going to be number 17 next year, which is, it would be nice to see, obviously, once won by Stevie G, legend, Ragnar Clavan. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so it, it, it'd be nice to see him with a low number. And it was just, it got me thinking about strength, obviously, he's number 66. 
who knows if that's a superstitious thing that he's he's won all these trophies with that number. If he doesn't want to, you can blame him if he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to move away from that. So I think he he might move to a, a number below sixty next season or in the next season. I don't know. Uh, I, I hope not. Sixty six is sort of iconic, like you know what I mean. Trent, the kid from West Derby, coming in, winning the Premier League and the Champions League in his first couple of years, going on to that, like he's changing the game really when we think about it because people are saying, "Oh, well, he can play in midfield." Well, he's the most productive right back in the world. Why would you want to change him? I don't. I hope he doesn't change the number because that can be something that he really makes his own. Because Trent can go on to be wherever he wants to be now as a Liverpool player. He could arguably be one of the greatest players that ever pulls on the short come the end of his time so 66 will be anonymous with yeah, synonymous with him so hopefully he holds on to that and like you said Cordis Jones a young lad another scouse lad number 17 following the footsteps of Stevie can only be a good thing and I'm delighted for him and uh, just let's hope that's a sign of things to come for, for Cordis Jones that he features way more heavily next season because like you said he's a confident lad with bundles of ability and he might end up saving us a fortune in the long run because he could be a superstar. Yeah, so it's such a good point there, mate. I'm not even going to add much to that because that's just the perfect response. It's just, for my OCD, I want him to change it to number two because he's a right-back, so it just does my head in. Um, but from an iconic perspective, yeah, I, for me, he's got to keep 66 because he's done so much in it now. And You make numbers your own, don't you? 23 is iconic for Robbie Fowler, but then Jamie Carragher took it one step further and it's 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 been a nobody's number since, has it? With Emery Chan and Shakiri taking over with it, so yeah. I, for me, just stick with it, Trent. The only thing that doesn't annoy him is get Robertson to change it to number three because Fabinho needs needs a different number now because that does my head in with my OCD as well. <laughs> the only the only thing is that's going to annoy me is obviously we do a squad number show on the YouTube channel. So if he keeps number sixty six, we're gonna we're not going to get to him until fucking <laughs> three years. It'll be the shortest <laughs> show ever. Because there's only, I think there's, only, I think he's the only person to ever wear 66 for us. So I just be like, yeah, Trent, nice one. We all know, and it'd be 30 seconds that show. Yeah. Is that this rate you might get an hour-long special album with all his highlights. That is true. That's a that, that's a really good point. That Sean, you can join us for that one actually. Yeah, 100. Count me in, boys. Count me in. Once he doesn't change his number, if he changes his number, there's been some yeah. shocking number twos down the years, and I don't want to talk about Glenn Johnson any time soon. <laughs> No, it's true. We had good fun uh, doing the squad number show so far. Really up to number four. We'll do number five pretty sharpish. But yeah, there, there were some shocking number twos uh, down the line, isn't there? But yeah, keep keep sixty six. Trent, don't change. Well, yeah, we'll finish on up then, boys. Um, yeah, shoot us a like. Throw us a comment about how much you like that trophy Jay's picking up. I got a little picture with it the other day. Gave it a little kiss, and I feel better about life since. But yeah, we'll. <laughs> Happy to, happy to join by Jay as usual. Happy to join by LFC Day Trip with Sean, and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.